Alright, go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and chapter 3. This morning I'm gonna I want to preach a message to you that I want I hope this is a message of uh, comfort and help. Um, sometimes we need messages of rebuke, and that's not what I want to do today. That today this I hope is just I want to try to help you in case you're like me. Uh, boy, I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm tired of winter. I'm I'm fed up with it. I'm just seems like it's never going to end. Of course, you know we've had the problems with the frozen pipes and. You're dealing with stuff like that. You know, we got the parking lot issues with all that ice. And we are, it's like we're just at the mercy of winter. And it's, you know, you're thinking, is it ever going to end? And it's been cold for so long. And I was thinking about this yesterday. And I know a lot of people are feeling this way. People are just kind of fed up with it. And you do. This is a, this is a tough time of year normally. Uh, March is usually tough because you never know what's going to happen in March. Uh, it can be nice or it can be really cold. And in this case, you know, it's March. It's still really cold after we've had an extremely cold and snowy winter. And so, you know, I, I thought, boy, I need to give something. I need something from God's Word to just kind of help people because spring, it's it's got to be close. Okay? It, it's got to be close. I know... I think March 21st is the official first day of spring. That doesn't necessarily mean it will feel like spring. But either way, it's going to get warm. It's going to get nice. And it, even though it might not seem that way, I've talked, to, I've talked to several pastors and they're all saying the same thing. I'm, just, I'm tired of winter. Our attendance has been down. Every time we get a snowstorm, it's always on the weekend. And just really getting tired of this and frustrated. And, and I want to read a passage to you because there's, there's several scriptures I want us to look at, but I want to talk to, to you this morning about getting through the difficult seasons. And when I say that to you, I'm not just talking about winter. Uh, there's difficult seasons um, for really everything, just in, in your own personal life. There's difficult times that, you're going to be go, that you'll go through. That can happen in the spring, summer, fall, or winter. As a church, there's going to be difficult seasons that we're going to face and that we're going to go through. There's difficult seasons in your marriage and in raising your children and in your job. There's difficult times that we're going to go through. Nowhere in the Bible are we promised a life of ease and tranquility until we get to heaven. In the meantime, we are on this earth and there are difficult times. And I want us to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3. This is a very well-known passage of Scripture. But it says, To everything... There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And I want you to notice it talks about all these different times here and how one of them is good and one of them is bad. A time to be born. Okay, We are getting really close to celebrating a birth here pretty soon. My wife, she's uh, she could be having that baby any time now. In fact, we thought she was going to have the baby Thursday for a little while. And um, she... Was, she'd been having contractions all night and she was thinking she might need to go to the hospital, thinking it was getting close. And we thought we may be celebrating a birth that day. But what was interesting, that same day, uh, she didn't go to it because she was thinking she might be in labor. But me and the kids, we went, we went to LaSalle and we're at a funeral. And we went and visited. We went to a funeral of somebody that we loved and cared about very much from my dad's church. And... Um, Fellow by the name of Brother Harville, just uh, just a wonderful man of God, 
and uh, just a good friend of the family uh, for several years now. And he went home to be with the Lord. And um, we thought we might be, you know, celebrating a birth that day, and at the same time going to a funeral. Which uh, his funeral, it was an unusual one to the world. It was more of a celebration and a homegoing, and kind of like the one we had for your wife, Brother Gomer. It was one there was a lot of singing and people were uh, a lot of rejoicing going on because we knew where he was. And uh, we knew uh, his family, those of us that are saved, we know we're going to see him again someday. But at the same time, it was still sad because he died. But you know what? That's the season of his life. Everybody that's in here, one of these days, unless the rapture comes before, you're going to have a funeral. Our uh, little girl that's going to be born here pretty soon. Well, that's going to be exciting. That's the time of birth. But one day there's going to be a time of death for her if the Lord tarries is coming. And I hope that's not for a really long time. And I hope it's long after I'm gone. But we don't know. There's seasons for everything. A time to be born. A time to die. <clears throat> a time to plant. Planting's a lot of work. Farming's a lot. That's a lot of work. That's, that's a tough time. The planting time. But there's a time to pluck up that which is planted. That's the exciting time. When you get to reap the fruit, you get to reap the rewards of the work that you've done. There's a time to kill and a time to heal. There's, there's times in our nation's history where we've had to go to war and we've had to fight some terrible battles and that have been very difficult where there's been a lot of bloodshed. But you know what? Then we had those times of healing. You know, we're not fighting with England anymore. Thank God for that. We're not fighting with the South anymore. That, that's over. That's done. We're in a time... Uh, there's a time... But those times do come. They do happen. It's no fun. Those are difficult seasons. There's a time to break down and a time to build up. And uh, there's a time to weep. We don't like that. And a time to laugh. We do love that. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace... And a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. Well, that's we could do a message on that. If we would all learn just when to keep quiet <laughs> and when to speak, we'd stay out of a lot of trouble, wouldn't we? A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. So right here we see all these different times. And notice you know, the opposites that we see there. You know, I got to thinking about it because I think one of the... I think, you know, you ask most people, what is your favorite holiday out of the year? Well, they usually say spring. Okay. Now, I always say summer. The reason I say summer is the hotter it is, the farther away winter seems. And so, uh, I, like, I like summer. But most people say spring, and really, for the most part, I, I'd say that probably is one of my favorite seasons of the year. But I just got to think about it. I think probably the reason people like spring so much is because it comes right after winter. After winter, when it's been cold and you, you, just, you can't do anything, and then you go into that spring season and things start turning green and you can go outside and not have to wear you know, a ton of clothes like we have to do and just... I mean, you can open the windows in your house. It just it feels good. Boy, what a breath of fresh air. 
than it is. And I think one of the reasons spring is so enjoyable is because sometimes the winter is so difficult. I think this spring, people are really going to love it. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. You can always tell after the, you know, when it first starts getting nice out, you'll just see it's like everybody comes out of hibernation. You go driving through town and everybody's outside. Just they, it's like, man, I didn't realize that many people even lived in this town. Everybody is out when it first starts getting nice. And I think we're really going to see that this year. But one of the things, that, there's a few things that are going to help that I believe will help us get through these difficult seasons. Because it's in spring, we enjoy it because it comes right after the winter. And everyone in here, you faced hard times in your life and you're going to face hard times. But some of the best times in your life are those shortly after the difficult time. And one of the things I think we need to do is to help us get through the difficult season is just simply remember what's ahead. Just remember what's ahead. When you're going through a difficult time, just keep in your mind what is waiting for you and what's ahead. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down in the right hand of the throne of God. For considered Him that it endured such contradiction against sinners, that against Himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Do you know where we usually give up first and where we usually faint first? It's in our minds. It's not in our bodies. When people get tired and give up on something, it's usually in the mind first. And Jesus Christ, when He endured that cross, what got Him through it, the Bible says, was the joy that was set before Him. He went through that part of the cross. The crucifixion was a horrible, horrible time for Him. Becoming sin for us was a horrible, horrible time for Him. But what got Him through, the Bible says, was the joy that was set before Him. He looked past the cross. He didn't just look at the cross. He looked past the cross and He saw us being able to go to heaven. He saw us someday being able to rejoice with Him in, in heaven and us being able to uh, worship with Him. And he, he saw that. He saw that day when I would get saved. And that day when you would get saved. And He just kept His focus on that. And it got Him through that difficult time. He remembered what was ahead. The Apostle Paul it says, Brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended, but this is one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We have, if we're going to make it through the difficult times, we have to remember and we have to focus on what's ahead. We can't keep, we can't keep thinking about what's behind us. We need to think about the fact that, you know what? Pretty soon we're going to have... 40, 50, 60, 70 degree days ahead of us. And I know we had some, I need to get some of you excited. I know we've had some 10 and 20 below, and that even today, I know some, you know, our high today is supposed to be 5 degrees. That's terrible. It's March. It's not supposed to be that cold. But you know what? I do believe that the worst is behind us. I really do. And that it's only better ahead of us. We have something to look forward to. And there's and whenever you're in those difficult times, think about what's ahead. You're going to get through those things at work. Things that get me through my you know work sometimes. The paycheck. 
That's why you do a lot of the things you do. That's why you go and you clock in at your company or you do the things you do. You're looking ahead to the paycheck. You're looking ahead to the rewards. And so sometimes you work on days and you don't feel like it. You know, I've had those days where I worked when I was sick and I didn't want to, but you're looking ahead to something better. And the Apostle Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind me. If we get too focused on the past, we're really going to bog ourselves down. We're going to get depressed and discouraged. And we've got to remember what's ahead. And really, so this, this is kind of a one-point message with a few sub-points. And that, really, that's the one point. Just remember what's ahead when you're in that difficult time. You're going to get through this thing. This too shall pass, as they say. But how, how do we remember what's ahead? How do we focus on these things? How do we get our mindset where it's supposed to be on what's ahead of us? And the first thing that we need to do is, just, is learn from the change in the seasons. We have that you know, in, in nature. Every year this happens. You know, we do. We get snow every year, especially here in Illinois. We have, we have spring, summer, fall, and winter in this part of the country. It's like, oh, I just want to move to Texas. Well, if you move to Texas, you would be complaining about how hot it gets there, there sometimes. It gets really hot and it gets really dry. I was talking to somebody from Texas one time, and they were just talking about the horrible, horrible drought they're having. It was a couple years ago. I mean, the ground, it was just, it was so hard. It was like concrete. And I heard just out in California, they uh, had a horrible drought and they just got a ton of rain. And it's causing problems because that ground is so hard that when that rain hits it, it just it all just runs off places and they had flooding and things going on. And you know what? There's difficult seasons pretty much every part of the country. Okay? So unless you have the money to travel around and have houses in different parts of the world where you can go and stay at all the nice seasons, hey, there's going to be difficult seasons that we're all going to have to go through. But you know what? They pass. And we go on to another season. We're going to have spring. And we're going to have summer. And it's going to get hot. We're going to have to turn on air conditioners. Or you're going to sweat. And it, it's going to happen. But then fall's going to come. And we, all, we all love the fall. And then winter's going to come again. I know we don't want to think about it right now. But it's going to. It's going to happen. And then, but then spring's going to come again. These things, they're cycles. They continue to happen. You know, I get really aggravated Listen to the news media always talking about the you know global climate change and all that stuff, and it's like I know that there's some bad trends going on right now, but then they're always like, yeah, this hasn't happened since 19 whatever you know 30 something or 1910. It's like, yeah, there's cycles in this planet. We go through hot periods sometimes and sometimes colder periods, and you know apparently I wasn't alive during that time, but I guess back in the 60s or 70s, they were talking about we were going to enter into another ice age. You know, they were talking about global cooling back then. You know, now it's global warming, and, and there's just different. There's different seasons. There's different times and trends that we go through, but they pass, and we're reminded of that in nature. Let's learn from the changes in the seasons. We love the spring because it follows the winter. Like I said before, nowhere in the Bible does it say that every day will be spring. And that there's never going to be difficulties. We are going to go through difficult seasons. Everyone who has ever mourned or been mourned for at a funeral was once being celebrated because of their birth. Think about that. We do. And listen, if you're sad when somebody you love dies, I don't. I do not think you're sinning. I do not think that's sad. I'm not rebuking you one bit. You are perfectly. Uh, okay, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to mourn the loss of that person. But we've got to remember, one day, their birth was being celebrated. 
We were, uh, they were, they were born in a little child, and there was joy, there was happiness that took place. That was a great season. But you know what? Now it's a difficult season. It came. It came for them, and it's going to come for every one of us. And we've just got to understand that that is just a part of this life on this earth. But another thing that we need to learn from, because sometimes difficult seasons, they are just natural things. You know, I, so we were talking about this morning, you know, we like to blame the devil for everything, but you know, what is, how, how do you always tell what's because of the devil or what's because of our sin or, or what's just normal? You know, this horrible winter. Alright? Is this the devil trying to get us down? Or is this just a natural thing that really has absolutely nothing to do with the devil? It is difficult to tell sometimes, but the truth is, sometimes difficult seasons that we go through are for spiritual reasons. And sometimes the difficult seasons that we go through are because of sin in our life and because we are being chastened by the Lord. Go to Psalms chapter 30, verse 5. Psalms chapter 30. In verse 5, this is another thing that can help us to remember what's ahead and get focused on what's ahead. But Psalms 30 verse 5 says, For His anger endureth but a moment, and His favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. That's an interesting verse there because you know what? Sometimes God gets angry with us. And you know what? Sometimes there's weeping because of the chastisement that we received. Those of you in your children, there was, I'm sure there was probably a time or two in your life, I know there was for me, when there was some weeping taking place because of the chastisement I was receiving from my parents. And you know what? It wasn't pleasurable at that time. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. It, was, it wasn't fun. His Bible says, For his anger endureth but for a moment, and favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night. There was times I was doing some weeping. But you know what? I thank God that I had that chastisement. I thank, my, I thank God that my parents put me through that difficulty. I'm thankful for it now. I wasn't thankful for it then. But you know what? It did produce something good. Joy did eventually come. Thank, thank the Lord. You know, they helped me get over some of my problems. And thank the Lord my parents dealt with my issues instead of the police dealing with my issues. Or, you know, prison a prison warden. Eventually that happens sometimes. If somebody is going to eventually discipline your kids. It can be either you or the authorities. And... It's a whole lot better if it's the parents. And you know what? Sometimes God does deal with us. The Bible, and I'm not going to go into all the passages, but there are several scriptures that talk about the chastisement of God, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. The Bible says that if we are his, we are all partakers of that chastisement. And you know what? It's not fun. The Bible never says it's fun, and you never say I'd enjoy it. My parents, whenever they would punish me and I was getting my whoopings growing up, my dad never told me. Tommy, why do you not enjoy getting spanked? This, this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be joyful. He never said that. He knew I didn't enjoy it. He knew I didn't like it. But he knew that it was for my good and that it would help me and that in the future, I would be better off. And in the future, there would be joy. And the chasing that we get from God, sometimes when we're going through it, it's not pleasant. It's not fun at all. But... The Bible says that joy will come in the morning. 
If we, we'll get through it. We'll face it. Deal with it. And then later we'll reap the rewards of it. We'll be glad. We'll be thankful that He did it. We'll be thankful that we learned that lesson. The chastisement of God shows His love and it shows that we are His children. And I tell you, I was often reminded who my parents were. They were the ones... They were the one chastising me. And it was okay. And the chastisement of God, it makes us better. And therefore, in the long run, we're going to be happier. It's going to make us better people. And it's uh, we will live happier lives as a result of it. So we need, to, we need to learn from the change in the seasons. We need to learn from the chastening. Sometimes hey, we're going through punishment time. Let's learn our lesson and then wait for the blessings for learning the lesson. Let's get through the chastisement and look forward to the blessings. When God punishes us, okay, it's it's never God's never God never punishes us just to, I guess you could say, uh, give us what we deserve. If we got what we deserve, we'd be going to hell. He's not punishing us just to make us miserable and to get us to make up for what He did. Okay, that's not really how he works either because, for example, when he forgave us of our sins, okay, we don't have to go do hell for a little while to make up for that. He paid for all of our sins, didn't he? Okay, God's not trying to balance things out when he punishes us. He does that simply because that's what we need to be better and to be happier. That is for our good when he punishes us. It's it's making everything better. It's not about equaling, you know, it's not about balancing the scales, okay? The scales, if it was balancing the scales, we would always be tipped on the wrong side. But God punishes us as a way to guide us and direct us and to make us better and to make us happier. And we need to remember that and just understand this is temporary. God isn't going to stay mad at us forever. Okay, you know, my thank God, my parents, you know, whenever they would punish me, they'd deal with it, whatever it was I did. And then it was over. And that's how the Lord is with us too. He punishes us. And then you know what He does? He comforts us. And that's a good, that's a wonderful thing about God. He does that. He'll punish, but then He comforts. He doesn't disown us. doesn't cast us out. And we just got to get through that tough time. It, it's not fun, but it is temporary. Then the other thing we need to do if we're going to make it through the difficult season, the other thing that will help us remember what's ahead, is believe in the unseen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. Turn over in your Bible there. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 15. It says, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but through our out, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Believe in the unseen. I love this passage of Scripture. Because I, I like that ver, uh, the part in there where it says, um, "For all things are for your sakes." In verse fifteen, for the abundant grace might redound, 
uh, might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Many of the things that we face in the difficult times are for the glory of God. That word redound, I looked up the meaning of that. It basically means to superabound was the way it put it. I mean, it just abounds. It causes great things to happen. And you know, the things that we go through, it's the belief, it's that faith in the unseen that gets us through it. For example, I, I loved what I saw at that funeral this week. I saw Brother Holub. He had all of his children. They're all, they're all grown up. They have grandkids and great-grandkids now. But all of his children, they got up and they sang a song. And I, I just saw them singing that song and just the joy on their faces, the joy at the funeral. They knew where their father was. Now, how did they know? They hadn't seen... None of them have seen heaven. They didn't... They didn't see him there, but it was their faith that got through. It's their faith in, in the Word of God that tells them that someday they're going to be in heaven, that someday they're going to be reunited with him. That faith, that belief in something unseen is what was getting them through that. I've not lost a father, but I have lost people that I care about. I lost my grandmother this last year. And it was sad, but it was only sad for our sakes. Because we're going to miss her. It may be a very long time before we see her. Uh, we don't know when the war is coming or when we're going to go. But at the same time, we knew it wasn't over. That was a belief in the unseen. And notice too, it's interesting in verse 17, it talks about for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. These things that we're going through, they, they seem tough, but the Bible calls it a light affliction. And it says it's just for a moment. Hey, this is just a season that you're going through. It's not a good time. There's people that have been through difficult seasons, maybe physically, maybe they've had battles with cancer or different diseases and things. And it was it was an affliction. It wasn't fun, but they got through it. That see, it was a difficult season, but they got through it. God helped them do it. And we've got to believe in that unseen. We need to believe in the promises of heaven. John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. We've got to believe that there is a heaven coming. And there's going to be days on this earth that are difficult. There's going to be that day that's going to come where we're going to be laying on our deathbed. Or we're going to, we, might, we might go quick. We don't know, but it's our belief in heaven that gets us through those difficult seasons. I, I can't even imagine going to a doctor and having them telling me I only had six months to live and not believe in Jesus Christ, not believe in heaven or hell, and, or just not know what was out there. That would be scary. I don't know how I'd get through that. I mean, we see all these, I mean, more and more you just hear about people you know, committing suicide and ending their lives early and you think, boy, there's, just, there's no hope. You hear more and more about just people, you know, dying from drug overdoses, and more and more people seem like getting involved in drugs and alcohol. And it's like, why is that? It's there is there is no hope. And as Christians, we have that hope. We believe in the promise of heaven. We believe that someday we'll see our loved ones again. First Thessalonians four. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For, and it goes on. It says, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. 
Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Guys, you're going to see them again. You're going to see your loved ones again. That's how we get through that difficult season. Is we're thinking about we're thinking about what's ahead. We're believing in the unseen. I believe in the rapture. I believe in that gathering that's going to take place. I believe that we're going to be caught up in the clouds and we're going to be we're going to meet the Lord in the air. I believe that this the serving God that I try to do in my life is because I believe that one day I'm going to stand before a judgment seat of Christ that I have never seen, and I'm going to stand before a Savior that I have never seen. And that I'm that I'm going to be judged, and that if I'm found faithful, he will say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." I've never heard him say those words. I've never seen him, but I believe that that's what's going to happen. And so, you know what? You just you just keep going. That's how some of our forefathers they were able to just they were able to die those martyrs' deaths and not just give up, not renounce Christ, because they knew that that wasn't the end. They were able to sing while they were being burned at the stake because they knew as soon as their life left that body, it was not over. They were going to go on and they were going to meet Christ. They were going to meet the Lord. I, I think about Brother Hole that just passed away. One of the songs that he sang all the time is "I'll See You in the Rapture." I love that song. Talk about seeing you. I'll see you in the rapture. If we never meet again on this earth, my precious friend. And I, I all week I was thinking about that song. They sang it. I was so glad when it was sung at his funeral because I got to think about man. I'm going to miss him. But every time I would think about how I'm going to miss him, I would think about him singing that song. I'll see you in the rapture. He believed in that. He the, they, another song they sang at his funeral. All because of God's amazing grace. And one of the lines in that song, and some day, some glorious morning, I shall see him face to face. And in the funeral, my dad was somebody. He's seen that now. I, and I started thinking about all the things I've heard him sing about that he has now experienced. That he, I almost started getting a little jealous. It's not, I don't want to go yet. I've got a lot I want to live for, but man, and I tell you, it, it really helped me. On all these things, our belief in something that are unseen. We need to believe in the rewards that God has promised. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Last year we had our, our spring theme was a time to plant. A time to plant. We are a new church. We're a young church. We are in the planting season right now. We're still, I believe, we're still in that planting season. It's a lot of work. There's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of hardship sometimes in the planting. And you know what? There also is in the planting season. There's a lot of waiting. Those farmers, they got to wait through that summer period, and you know, it's not until the fall before they're able to finally harvest. And you know, it'd be nice if you could just go plant the next day. It's there. But the truth is, you can't plant a church and just the next day it's going to be full of people. And the next day, everything's going to be great, and you're going to be, you know, doing all the things. You know, we've got a lot of hopes and dreams here, but it's not going to happen overnight. We're in the, I believe, we're still in the planting season, but the reaping season's ahead. Bible Bible says, "Let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season." What is that due season? Well, with planting and stuff, we kind of know, but you know, with a lot of the spiritual things, we don't know. We just have to wait on the Lord. We have to just keep on trusting the Lord. But it says, in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Well, why would we faint? 
Because we're tired? Because maybe we're getting a little wore out? But, but you know what? Where did it also say where we faint first? In the passage we read earlier, it's in our mind. Let's be weary and faint in your minds. You know, we just what we've got to do is we've got to constantly renew our mind, and we and that's what this message is for today to remind ourselves of what we're supposed to do. Whether it, if you're down today because of the physical season we're in right now, or maybe it's a spiritual season in your life, whatever it is, understand that it is a season. And it will pass, and we're going to get to the next one. Springtime is coming. Things are going to get better. And for a lot of things in this life, we look at the world that we're living in. And you know what? This world, it's getting more and more wicked every day, and it, it can get a little discouraging sometimes. I get so discouraged whenever I, whenever I watch the news and I hear about just all the wickedness that's going on in this world. And it's like, are we ever going to have a better season there? Are we going to, is there going to be a revival before the Lord returns? I don't know for sure how everything's going to work out, but I do know that there is going to be a season where Jesus Christ rules and reigns on this earth for a thousand years. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that, and I want to have part in that. And so what I've got to do to be, be a part of that is I need, one, I need to be, you need to be saved, and then two, I need to be faithful. I just need to be faithful to God now during the difficult season. Because you know, the truth is, who really cares if you're faithful when it's easy, when things are good? You know, nobody's impressed by that. We're impressed by those who are able to do things when it's difficult, when nobody else is doing it. If I was to come out, if, if I would have been, you know, right now, if I was to uh, start telling you guys everything that has just happened this last winter, you'd be like, okay, big deal. All right, you've been paying attention to the weather. But what if I'd have done it before? What if last summer I'd have been like this winter and I went and in detail told you what was going to happen? Well, then you're going to be like, wow, that's pretty good. And you know, the truth is, when it comes to the season of Jesus Christ reigning on this earth, that's something that's in the future. That's something that's ahead. And you know what? Someday, everybody, the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. Everyone's going to figure out who really created this world, how this world really got here. Everybody's going to eventually figure it out after the fact. But those of us who believe before we've seen all those things, that's what God's pleased with. And we want, and I want to be one of those people. So I want to, I want to believe in the un seen things. Sometimes we just the things are difficult because we've just grown way too attached to this world. And listen, if you're attached to this world, well, I don't have a whole lot of good advice for you because this world's not getting any better. And it's probably not going to get any better. You need to get focused on the spiritual, on the things of God. And that's where the good seasons are going to be at. And these seasons we're in right now, if you're in a difficult one, it'll pass. Spring's coming. So let's all stand together, their heads bowed and eyes closed.